The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Align and awaken with Mother Earth Rising podcast. Let's rise and heal together with me, Pippa, your Mother Earth healer. I'm just really excited to talk to you. So let me pronounce your name right. It's Solala. No, Solala. Solala. So there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for correcting me. (laughs) I I found you on Insight Timer. Oh yeah, yeah. And I I remember searching on Google, learn more about the DAO. And it was we obviously get into how I came across the DAO, but I really wanted to talk to you today because you're probably the first westernized person that I have come across that is a practicing Taoist and I'm new to the Tao but Mm. it speaks to my soul it it speaks Mm. to my soul the values it carries is the values I've always carried you know kindness gentleness service to others reverence for all life they're the things that I've always lived by and tried to live by Mm. so when I was reading I haven't actually read the original Tao I've read Wayne Dyer's Mm. version of the Tao which Mm -hmm that's how I came across it. Mm. But I'm really intrigued to find out about your journey and how you came across the Tao. Cause I know you've obviously traveled, you're well-traveled too. And you're obviously from the Western part of America. So I know my audience are really intrigued by the Tao because again, Uh it's, it's, it's Westernized, but not, not as enough as it should be. I think. Well, you know, that these, these ideas, these practices, these principles that people created thousands of years ago in China are universal. So whether you're, whether you're from Europe or America, South America, wherever you're from, Tao is still the Tao for everyone. It's the same Tao. <laughs> and we have the same body. So doing these sort of Qigong and Tai Chi practices, we're going to have the same effect as anyone else. And uh, there's, of course, cultural differences. But actually, in the West, we culturally are more free than people in, in a lot of places in Asia, where they can't really express a lot of these things yeah. that we get to very freely. <clears throat> and I've, I've, I grew up in New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a child of the 60s, very fortunate, born in 1950. And the 60s was an amazing, magical time where people were discovering new ideas, new new experiences, new music, new art, and also new spiritual paths. And so I have always been drawn to Eastern philosophy and uh, started doing yoga in 1968 and meditation. And there, there wasn't anything, there was no Taoism going on in Boston back then. So it was <laughs> yoga and meditation. And I did that for many years and then followed the uh, Zen Buddhist path also for years. And there was something about the Zen, the Japanese form of Zen that's, for to me, felt there was a rigidity there that I didn't enjoy. 
And a little over 30 years ago, I ran into a book on Taoism and it was something like something you said earlier. It, it was, I felt like I was coming home. Yeah. And these ideas that you also mentioned of really, uh, really enjoying and learning from nature. Mm -hmm. Taoists say nature is the best teacher, better than any yeah. book. Even Taoist books, nature is the best teacher. And also about being in your body in a solid way and, and being connected to the earth as a living being, you know, all those kinds of things uh, and being flexible, being in the moment, uh, going with the flow. We called it in the sixties and then Taoists call it the watercourse way. Mm -hmm. Same thing. So it's helped my life so much and health challenges that I've had and stuff. I've been able to use these principles and practices. It made a huge difference in my life. Yeah. So it's not just something I read about. It's something that I actually practice in my life. Yeah, I read a quote last week and it really sat with me. And it was about, don't explain your philosophy, embody it. And yeah. that's kind of what I'm trying to do. You know, a lot of people ask me, uh, what does it mean? Why are you? Why have you become a practice practicing Taoist? You know, what What does it mean? And I say, you know, it's it's using the eyes. Because again, you know, the, my, my favorite quote from the Tao is the Tao that can be named is not the Tao because you can't name something that is 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 everywhere. It's just, and that's yeah. kind of the thing that really resonated with me with the Tao is because as, as I said before, we started the, the podcast, the values it carries through the, the Tao I read through Wayne Dyer, mm -hmm. the values it carries just spoke to my heart. It really did. And I've always been a kind, compassionate and loving person on my journey. I've had my challenges and I've had, you know, my growth and I'm still 30, I'm 31 soon. So I've got a lot, I'm very wise for my years, but <laughs> I feel the kindness, the gentleness, the reverence for all life, the the service to others. I've always wanted to serve. I've always wanted to, I, I love animals. I love nature. And so does my partner. So when we were reading the Tao, my partner's read the original Tao. He, it just speaks, it just speaks volumes. It just, and then when you try yeah. and explain it, I mean, I don't know if you, you came across this when you first kind of came across the Tao. It is quite hard to explain to people in, that just does it justice if that makes sense like mm -hmm. i feel like i don't do mm -hmm. it justice enough so mm -hmm. embodying the dao for me is is the best way to to show people what it's about and it's it is about nature it is we're all a part of the same energy and it yeah. lives within all of us mm -hmm. i just last night uh, i've been teaching a weekly class on data jing for almost two and a half years now mm -hmm. since way before covid and i was mentioning that very phrase that a master, what you call a real master, is not just someone who knows whether it's a, a Buddhist master, a Taoist master, a yogi master. It's not just that they know all this stuff, but they actually embody it in their very being. And you get something from them, a transmission from them that goes beyond words. You know, that phrase, Dao Ke Dao, Fei Chang Dao, the Dao that can be expressed in words or defined and put in a little box of what it is. It's so much more than that. Yeah. And, it's, and that's the very first line of the whole Dao Te Ching, which I love. It is. Yeah. It, it, it kind yeah. of opens it up with a bam. It's like, boom, this is the Dao. And it's really, it, I mean, when I read Wayne's version, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, it I could understand it better because obviously explain it. I don't know if you've read Wayne's book, change your thoughts, yeah, change your yeah, life. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. It was easier for me to understand it that way. So I am mm -hmm. glad I took that, but I do want to read the original and 
I I just there's something about the Dow, and I'm obviously it's a lifelong thing you can you know it's, oh, yeah. again people it's i say it's not a religion as, as per se it's just it's a way of it's a way of life it's the great way and and what what i find really fascinating is my my nan passed away four years ago and my granddad passed away a month ago so i've kind of had don't have any grandparents left but mm-hmm. my nan was quite religious and one of her favorite songs was frank sinatra my way and mm-hmm. <laughs> just just the my way song was you know really hits mm-hmm. me when i hear it you know i think of my mm. nan and i remember she used to say to me do it pip's way you know do pip, you know Phil, yeah, my, yeah. my real name's philippa so she'd go philip oh. do it do it philippa's way and i go oh, yeah, yeah okay yeah. all right okay so for years i was like you know you, you got to live your your path as long as you're not hurting others you know you know follow your path and then the book that I'm wanting to write, which I haven't finished yet because I'm procrastinating is, is the girl who found her way. And I, I, that, mm. that name came to me years ago, nice. but then when I found the Tao and the translation is the great way, I just feel it mm. really, it, it really combines well. So it's quite interesting mm. that I think now I'm really stepping into Taoism and I'm learning more. I'm embodying it. I think it will help me to write the book. Yeah. Well, you know, the phrase we use in Taoism for like an enlightened person or a self-realized person is Jenrun. And Jenrun means authentic person. Yeah. So someone who is in touch with who they really are mm-hmm. in an authentic way and then expresses that in yeah. an authentic way. That's very high level, but that's that's the high level in Taoism. That's what I yeah. try to live by every day is, is be authentic mm-hmm. to who you are as long as you're being yeah. compassionate and loving yeah. and I feel, you know, knowledge that I gain should be shared and mm-hmm. wisdom that I gain should be shared. And, you know, that's why I do feel very wise for my years. I was only, I was very old soul. I'm a very old soul, mm. but mm. like I said, Taoism just, you know, obviously like Buddhism and, and those kind of religions, they, they do still resonate. They're very, you know, mm. you know, very peaceful and very, mm. but obviously Taoism, as I said, isn't a religion. And, you know, I think when religion gets involved, whether you agree with this, religion can make it more complicated, especially with oh, the ego. Definitely. You know, the ego definitely. can be like, well, I believe this and you yeah. believe this. So yeah. the Tao is the original, the original way. It's, it's t- like I say to clients, the Tao is connecting you back to your original nature. And that is yeah. nature, you know? Well, you know, there actually is a religious form of Taoism. Okay. Originally, when Lao Tzu wrote the Tao Te Ching 2,500 years ago, there was, no, there was nothing called Taoism. People weren't Taoists. They were just people that follow the natural way. And then about 1,000 years later, this, uh, they, some people in China started forming this Taoist religion. And they have monks and nuns and temples and monasteries. And it's called Tao Zhou. But the, the original form, Tao Zhe, is the one that I follow. Some people call it philosophical Taoism or classical Taoism. It's not the religious part. Because the religious part, as you were saying, is very complicated. Yeah. And uh, that's not what most people in the West are interested in. Yeah, they, it's it's the benefits of the Tao. It's how you feel when you connect to Tao. And like you said, Tao, people say, you know, Tao is the universe. Tao is source. Tao is God. You know, mm-hmm. what you call it, again, doesn't matter. And yeah. I, I want to I want to deepen my knowledge with Dow, but I think you know starting to embody it at an early age of thirty mm-hmm. is is you know I think where I'm going to be in ten years and then twenty years. Mm-hmm. So coming across someone as wise as you is 
an honor and it's uh, uh-huh. you know finding someone who because obviously Wayne I know he passed six years ago and and right. I, I, I love his work he's one of my big mm. spiritual teachers so mm. I want to ask you obviously you found the doubt so how, how has how has it impacted your life like what has been some of the challenges that kind of the doubt helped you with well, just recently, just a few years ago, I had uh, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer, which is the second uh, biggest killer of men, and and uh, and and I had to have surgery and everything, and which is you know it's all very scary and stuff. But but I felt like I, me, my real self, my authentic self, was going to be okay no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't. In earlier when I was younger, I would would have just been terrified the whole time. But I, but I I was able to remain calm and just feel like. It's going to work out it, whatever way it works out is going to be, I am going to be fine. Yeah. So that helped me a lot, you know, and my teacher that I first discovered, I've studied with many teachers watching me is his name. And I, he has a lot of really great books and he's, he's 102 now. So oh, wow. I met, met with him and then I've gone to China nine times and I lead groups there and study with teachers there as well. And can I mention a, a, one of my books? Yes, of course. Mention whatever you want. (laughs) Well, this book, (laughs) if you can see it well, is my version of Tao Te Ching, which you might want to look at. Yes, I will definitely. It was published by a company here in America called Sounds True that do a lot of really great, great spiritual books. And what makes this book very different is a lot of people think of Tao Te Ching as a book of philosophy, but to the Taoist perspective, it's a book on what we call a manual for self-cultivation, spiritual yeah. work. And if you know how to read it correctly, there's a lot of spiritual practices. So I, I did my version. I don't call it translation because I'm not translating from classical Chinese. Yeah. Like Wayne didn't translate from Chinese either. Um, but I've been studying this for many years. I have many copies, uh, many different translations. And so I have the verse and then I have an explanation to what it means. And then what makes it really unique is I have a practice that goes every chapter. So there's 81 practices, simple Qigong meditation lifestyle practices with every, every one of the chapters. And that's the best bit. That that is the best bit. And it's amazing. Well, it's what makes it because Taoism is not something you can just read about and say, okay, now I understand it because they read a whole bunch of books. You need to bring it into your life apply it to your life and also do uh, Qigong or Tai Chi, some practice where you feel it in your body as well. That's what I've been drawn to is about the movement. I know yoga kind of helps yeah. that, but yeah, again, like one thing that I read a couple of weeks ago was about when you try to understand something, it's, you're never going to understand everything. So, yeah. you know, you know that I could get to my sixties and seventies of your, your age and be like, I don't completely understand the Tao, fully but that's okay because it's a constant yeah. j- the Tao for me is a journey it's not a destination yeah. it's not oh, oh yeah i'm great i'm, I'm a full Taoist now and that's it yeah, yeah. Done. Yeah, as, yeah. as you know it, it's a journey it's and it's incredible and if, one thing you just said that really resonated was when i'm going through a challenge okay. you know I, I lost my nan four years ago and that was very different to my granddad a month ago mm-hmm. i was spiritual back then when i, when I lost my nan but it did just something feel different with my granddad? It was more of an acceptance. It was a more of his home. You know, I don't know if you've seen the movie mm. Nosola. That that movie's the which movie? Nosola. Nosola. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a Brazilian movie. My partner oh, Chris. Oh, Brazilian. 
Yeah, oh. but I think it translates into Astral City. It's on Amazon Prime. It's it's. Oh, a, I'll look it up. Yeah, uh, Chris. Chris, my partner, got me to watch that, and it's a really powerful movie. It's about you know the afterlife and where we go out, you know where we go and we die and things like that, and mm-hmm. it resonates. So I'd watch that, and I lost my granddad, and I just thought, wow, he's in that place. You know, mm-hmm. he's and and I think you have to grieve. You have to have a human experience. You have to sure. feel it, feel into the loss, feel into you know, and mm-hmm. that's what I've done. And I think I'm really proud that I'm. Like I said, I feel calm with things. Like you said, five years ago, I'd be having a meltdown. I'd be like, oh, my God, if I had a challenge, I'd think, oh, and my my ego would take over and I'd just be having a meltdown. But now I think, well, this is happening for me. You know, I've I've asked for this, you know, especially with soul contracts and things. And the Tao has such a spiritual aspect to it, you know, it again it's the it's it's the original way so that's why it yeah. would make it it would make sense to you when when you do take on the the yeah. different verses yeah the well the, the character dao means way a road or a path it also means the one who walks on that path mm-hmm. and it's also a verb meaning walking on the path mm-hmm. so it's an idea of movement mm-hmm. so you're we're all on our own path but, you know, going back briefly to this thing about authentic, many, if not most people, have no idea who they are authentically. Yeah. And they don't, e- they don't even think about that. You know, they're mm-hmm. just thinking about going to work, coming home, eating yeah. dinner, watching TV, going to bed, going to work, watching. So, you know, they don't have a big interior life. So that when you are, when you do have big challenges in your life, if you don't have an interior life, you don't have anything to fall back on. I mean, it was in my parents' generation, you know, people were more serious churchgoers, and at least they had that. They could talk to the priest or they had a, a belief in, in God or whatever, or Jesus to help them through that. But a lot of people have fallen away from that way of thinking now. And Taoism is different because there's no personalized Godhead. There's no big deity in the sky who's yeah. looking at you and watching everybody's every minute of every day yeah. and punishing and rewarding. That was just the way. It's just the universe that creates itself and sustains itself. And we are all a part of it. And sometimes I translate it as source with a capital S. Yeah, it is beautiful. And I was just about to say, when you were talking about people not knowing who they are, it's the awareness I always say to my clients I work with is that, you know, the the key is awareness. You know, when you heighten your awareness, you start again, as I know Wayne mentioned, a quantum shift. It's very similar. It's mm-hmm. you just see the world differently. And what, when you find the Tao, I think the Tao really helped with that because mm. it makes you think, hmm, okay. So, and obviously I think everyone will find, if they're meant to find the Tao in this life, they will. It may be mm. another life. Uh, they may have already found the Tao in, in, in a previous mm. life, but I'm just so grateful. I'm like, I'm so, I'm so grateful. And I want to dive deeper into the Tao. And obviously I'm definitely going to get your book because again, it's, it's the different versions of the Tao. It's, you know, there's going to be, I may do a version of the Tao in my later years, who knows? So Mm -hmm. I just think the, the true essence behind what it teaches is what I think the world needs more of right now, especially with what's been going on and, I don't know about I don't know about you, Solara. It's like the 
the the heaviness of the world I, I feel that there, there has been more awakenings I feel there's a lot of people waking mm-hmm. up but I don't know if you feel that heaviness as well oh yeah it's both it's yeah. yin yang it's always moving mm-hmm. it's always transforming you know the I Ching which you may have heard of as an ancient divination book 6,000 years old and it's called the book of changes it's also called the book of transformations because the world is transforming. We are transforming from day to day, moment to moment, even. Mm. And then when you live along, even as long as I have, you see a lot of transformations happening. And sometimes it's very challenging and sometimes it's very scary, but you have to stay straight to stay true to your path, to your way. Because yeah. he didn't even Lao Tzu. Now Lao Tzu who wrote Tao Te Ching, the original author, Lao Tzu is a title. It's not like his name was not Mr. Tzu. Lao Tzu yeah. means old master. Okay. But, what's, but what's really interesting is the character Tzu, master, can also mean child. So it, sometimes you translate his name as the old boy or the old child. Mm-hmm. And that idea of becoming a child to enter the kingdom of heaven and those ideas of not being childish, but retaining childlike of being it's, excited um, just, about life. yeah it's it's like right? the whole it just but then that doesn't that connect to the whole aspect of some of the work i do of we all have trauma we have an inner child we have an inner child that wants to mm-hmm. be heard that wants to be seen so mm-hmm. with you saying that it's to remain childlike throughout life because again there's these there's these expectations in society of grow up, be a man, you know, all these different right, things. Right. And, and you take on, you know, you, you have this role, but I think we are, that's all shedding away in this new world coming now, you know, we're, we're as you said, women are more powerful than they were a hundred years ago. And <laughs> the child likes, really, I, I didn't, I didn't know that. So thank yeah. you because yeah. that's what I connect my, my clients to, you know, it's the childlike, you know, what, I still do my childish things because it makes me feel good. You know, I watch, I watch Disney. I I love Disney. I'm a Disney Uh fanatic, uh, you know, so (laughs) I really like that. Thanks for sharing that. I didn't didn't know that. And the other thing that he talks about a lot is flexibility. He says, when a plant is young, it's very, uh, very bendy and flexible. As a plant gets older, it becomes very dry and brittle and breaks easy. And so a lot of people, when we're young, we're all happy children. And then we get, like you say, as we get older, we have to become serious adults. Mm -hmm. And then people become rigid in their thinking. You know, they don't want to hear new ideas. They don't want to go to new places. And they're easily broken. And But to keep that idea of flexibility in your life, you can be, it's called um, forever spring is one of Chinese term. So you're forever young. No matter how old you are. Reminds me of the song. <laughs> but uh, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bob Dylan. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. May you stay forever young. Yeah. Who knew Bob Dylan was writing these Taoist songs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think one of my favorite parts of the Tao is about flowing like water, you know, because, again, yeah. I, I like the references to nature because, mm-hmm. again, as you said, nature is our biggest teacher. And I mm-hmm. always my partner chris he he's got a science science kind of background so mm-hmm. he cl- he calls himself the spiritual scientist because he has the science nice. element to it he's great he'll love to chat to you at some point mm-hmm. so he he read a book called the secret therapy of trees and we oh, came across oh, yeah. have you read that uh well it's it's called the secret life of trees i think yeah right? there's 
it, it's about it's how not, trees communicate and how yeah, they're a community. I've, I've not read it, but it, you found yeah. it in, in Glastonbury yeah. down south from where we live. And yeah, I yeah. remember it talks about the the scientific you know, studies with trees and how they can mm -hmm. lower cortisol, how they can yeah, elevate yeah. energy and mm -hmm. forest yeah. bathing, you know, forest bathing is a big hobby of mine. You know, I'm always, I'm mm -hmm. always in nature. I have a beautiful black mm -hmm. Labrador dog who I'm mm -hmm. out with a couple of times a day. And mm -hmm. I've had some really amazing experiences in nature. I had a quantum shift last year where I, actually mother earth presented herself to me in nature. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. in itself was a beautiful experience. And I'm grateful I didn't have my phone with me because I wasn't meant to have my phone. I was just meant yeah, to experience, oh you know, the ma right. the magic of of the planet. And yeah, I love how it connects to nature because again, with Chris, he has to have kind of not evidence, but he's got that evidence brain. So yeah, yeah. he knows, he knows being in nature is hands down the he the most healing thing. I, you know, one of the things people say to me is, oh, Pip, what's part of your spiritual practice? And I'll say nature. It, yeah. it, you know, and and what what's I won't say it's sad about this society now because I'm I'm probably one of those culprits. Is I love playing my games, so I like playing on the PlayStation. That's one of the things I've oh, grown up oh, with. Uh, but there's balance, yin and yang. So yeah, I right. I will have extra time in nature. I'll definitely get out more. But again, you know, the kids of our day they want to stay indoors all day and play on games. So no, that's sad. When when I grew up in the fifties, we were outside all day. We just yeah. go out, maybe come in for a sandwich, and then go back out again, and that's mm -hmm. it. But you know, you mentioned the watercourse way. One of one of the other main principles of that is water. If you put it in a round container, the water becomes round. You put it in a square container, it becomes square because yeah. it's very adaptable. And so, how can can we be as adaptable? Sometimes we're in a situation we're not that comfortable in. And we say, well, I don't like it here. This isn't my my way or something. But you you fight it. And if you were more adaptable like water, oh, I can find a way to be okay here. Mm -hmm. And I can find a way to be okay there and become flexible and adaptable. You know, all those things is a big part of the Taoist way. Yeah, it is. And I think it's, for me, it's about flow and ease. Mm -hmm. I think as humans we need it's the control it's 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 just letting that control go because i think again there's there's so there's so much to it you know you could talk about this for hours and days you oh, know yeah. as a child we have an unlimited mind and then we get it condensed and condensed and condensed as we get older and then we have we again we become rigid and it's yeah but you know if I mean, I don't know about you, but Taoism should be taught in schools because it's like, oh, you yeah. know, it's for, for children to understand that nature is is key, you know, for our path. I think for me, it's the, the nature part of the Tao is the bit that I resonate with the most because the way I feel in nature and with the, obviously every element, you think of the air, the water, the fire, like every single element, is needed you know fire so we can eat you know if we didn't have fire we couldn't have cooked anything to be able to eat you know mm. we the water is for for our you know to drink the earth so it carries seeds you know for and mm. obviously it and obviously the earth is, is for the growth and for food as well so mm. you just start to see nature in a, diff a different light you, you do start to see it differently and you start to appreciate especially from my partner's point of view he's in conservation you know you think about the circle of life 
if you if a species goes out extinct you, people don't realize it affects the species that eats it and the species that it eats so and even the simple things as trees they offer shade you know it's like people don't think about that you know trees are phenomenal for so many things and especially for the oxygen for the planet too but you know it's mm-hmm. when you start to see the world like that it, it, it's mind blowing mind blowing and, and it makes you want to be more conserved com, conserving of nature yeah. it wants it makes you want to identify and say whoa we need this it's not just so that we can take a little vacation or something. We need it for our life. And now scientists are discovering that trees communicate with each other through their root systems. And there's a whole world underground that most people have no idea about. And they actually will send energy from one tree to another when it gets sick. I mean, there's some amazing wow. stuff that's coming out now. We've just got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Drongsa, after Lao Tzu, the next big of the ancient Taoist teachers, a fellow called Chuang Tzu. And in his book, he talks about, and this is true, a lot of um, native tr- tribal people say the same thing. There was a time long ago that people could speak to animals and animals could speak to humans in a language that they understood. And people could speak to trees and trees could speak back. And there wasn't this idea of, well, I am a human being, the apex of all creation. You are just a lowly animal or plant or tree. It was like he said the ancient people didn't make distinctions, as the word he uses. And then people started making distinctions. Well, I'm a human. You're just a plant. We can't possibly communicate. And he said that's when Tao was lost. That's when that connection was lost to us and the, and the natural world. Yeah. That we are also part of nature ourselves, but we've lost that connection that we want mm-hmm. to reconnect. Yeah, that's why it's about the original nature, you know. That's but yeah. what I'm yeah. intrigued about, and I want to kind of dive into this before Latsu wrote the Tao Te Ching. You know, th- before that, was it still around, or did it? Oh yeah, in- Dao, yeah. In Tao Te Ching, he wrote that 2,500 years ago, and he often refers to the ancient teachers, the ancient yeah. masters. So, and it goes back to shamanism. Yeah. In China, called Wu Wu shamans, which were mostly women, and and there's a lot of aspects of shamanism in Taoism. This veneration yeah. of nature, and and water, and looking even Chinese medicine, they would they would watch animals when an animal got sick or injured. What plant did they go and eat? Yeah. You know, and how do animals move and how do they animals kind of like you see a dog when it it doesn't usually just flop down on the floor, but a lot of times it makes like a little circle. Mm. And and a lot and built animals build their nests out that way. And you know, it's all about circles and and really I uh and really identifying or uh the the whole round of nature, spring, summer, fall, winter. Well, it's like it's the one, this isn't it. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a circle of life, as you were saying earlier, from, which is from a Disney movie, right? Yes. Um, the great circle of life, which is... Lion King. We, we believe, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. And when yeah. you mentioned the natives, is Pocahontas is a big favorite of mine too, you know, oh. the the natives that lived, you know, um, I know a lot of shamans and I, oh. I believe I was a, a medicine woman in a past life. Mm-hmm. I've connected to that kind mm-hmm. of part. I've not done a past life regression with that life mm-hmm. yet, but... Yeah. I do think shamanism will come into my life when I'm meant to take mm-hmm. it on board. Uh, right now, I am just helping 
humanity understand the ego's true purpose? Because I think people don't realize what it is and what its purpose is. And I know you will know about the ego and Wayne says it it was edging God out. So it's kind of edging Tao out. So I resonate with that and it really does help me. And I think, I don't know if you've seen my work, but I, I, I transform ego to Tao. So I get people to, you know, okay. Connect, connect to their ego, you know, know they've have an ego mm. and then, you know, bring the Tao into it, which I think really complements the two. You know, yeah. again, the ego came from survival in nature. You know, it came from, you know, when we were cavemen and there was saber tooth out mm-hmm. there, we would, the ego was for yeah. survival. And we now, we now put ego to things that don't, you know, how much I earn, how many friends I've got, how big my house is, what car I drive. Yeah, yeah. And, but then if we connect back to the original nature, it's like, well, I'm the same as you and you're the same as me. Mm -hmm. And I go outside that tree, you're, you're no lower or higher than me. We're all exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. I just, I could talk to you for hours about it. So what's one of your most favorite quotes from the Tao? Um, uh, oh, it, one is uh, the sage who is like the enlightened person. It, he, uh, she says, she returns people to their childlike hearts. Mm. And, and then one other one in chapter 20 is saying, most people in the world, they know what they're doing. They're going, they're getting what they want. They really seem like they're in charge of their life. And I appear kind of dull and stupid to them. And, but he, at the end, he says, but I am different from the others because I am nurtured by the great mother. God, that like, that made me go like a bit teary. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. God. Chapter, yeah. Chapter 20. So between those two and the use, you know, Taoism, he, he says, know the yang, but hold to the yin. Cause the yang is that sort of everyone. It's not male, female. It's just yang energy is about outward going, creative, fiery, spontaneous and the yin is more reflective quiet calm more connected to the earth and that we have a lot of yang in the world we don't need more yang what we need is more yin to balance the yang and of course you know they're both very important you don't want to stop one or the other but the world is so full of yangs you know all these wars and political things it's Mm -hmm. all about yang how can i control other people how can i be wildly successful myself how can i have millions of followers on tick on uh uh, tick yeah yeah online and everything and it's really uh we need more time to be reflective we mean more time to connect. well that's one thing people find silence the fearful of silence because that's where you find everything you know in yeah. silence, that's where everything comes to light. It comes from Tao, the Tao. And this is why I think people don't understand that we're all we're all gifted to that. You know, we can, I mean, I'm sure you channel, I'm sure you can connect to guides, spirits. You know, it's, we all mm-hmm. have that within us because we're all part of it. Yeah, it's yeah. within, it's within our, our cells. It's within, it's around yeah. us. We, it's everywhere here. So yeah, I, again, like, I think you might resonate with this. There's a lot of stuff out there in the spiritual world that is about oh you know i have this psychic gift and i have this psychic gift well i have this gift and it's like and then again that that creates divide so i say to people i've written about it recently is that we're all gifted we are all gifted what you do with that gift has been given to you in this lifetime what you do with that gift is entirely up to you it's your way yeah and it doesn't matter if you're not you know there's just 
the 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 true the true gift is that you can go into nature and you can connect to those trees you can connect to those animals i have so many animal experiences my partner's got his uh, he's got a really popular podcast in the states called all creatures podcast and he that's that's how we met all creatures, oh, all creatures podcast up. yeah okay and he's just dedicated a, an episode this week to me uh the, the dingoes in australia you know the dingo dogs oh, yeah yeah I had a beautiful experience with a dingo when I was in Australia two oh. years ago. These are wild animals. It came up to yeah, me. Yeah. And it licked my face. It was like all over wow. me. Wow. And, you know, the, obviously it was in, it was in a, a wildlife sanctuary, but the, the wild animals tamed slightly, but mm. it was just a beautiful, and he, he spoke about it today on his podcast and I just relived it for a moment. I thought, yeah. you know, the, the zookeepers were saying to me, you know, these are, wild animals they're not like your domestic dog at home they'll want to come and sniff right. you they'll want to come and make sure you're not a threat because he's the yeah. alpha uh yeah. just had to like kneel down and like submissive you know just keep my hands oh, there and uh -huh. like and yeah. he came flying out of his den was all over me oh interesting and even you know she said i've never seen that before and he, the dog was 12 you know so it was like oh. there's many others you know many others that yeah animals know they know they, they see yeah, the soul knew you were safe and yeah. you were a fellow creature. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just a fellow creature, not, oh, some scary human. Just a nope. fellow creature. What's been some yeah. of your um, best experiences with Dao? Like, I know you've been to China. I've been to China once and I really want to go back. Oh. Oh. What's been some of your favorite ones? Well, when I go to China, uh, I, I take groups there, I lead groups there, and we go up into the mountains. Because if you've been to China, the cities there, you know, are huge, 20 yeah. million people and, and crazy traffic and crazy amount of people. But then when you leave, you go up in the mountains and it's more like old ancient China. And there's one person. So I work with different Taoist teachers doing, learning Qigong and things. But there's one guy that we go and visit and his name is Jaya, which means old grandfather. And he's a hermit who lives in a cave behind a temple. So he wow. and his cave, I've been in his cave. It's not a cave turned into an apartment or something. It's just a cave <laughs> that he lives in, you know, and there's a little shrine outside that he takes care of. And for many years, there was a hive of wild bees that lived outside of his cave. And he became known as the bee Taoist. You can find him on YouTube. There's a few people have filmed things and, and I have some footage, but um, the, he called them his Taoist friends. And when he was cooking, they would swarm around his head, but they never stung him. Recently, they, the wild hive swarmed away, so they're no longer there. But he doesn't speak any English. And when I talk to him, I have to go through a translator because I only speak a little Chinese. But he has this beautiful, toothless grin. He's this little wizened guy. And he doesn't talk that much. And the last few times we've been there, I bring my group. We hike up through the forest to his cave. And he just comes out and he just beams at everyone in my group. And the last two times I visited him, I just sit across from him and he holds my hand the whole time. And he doesn't really talk that much. And he means, but everyone in my group feels this transmission from him. And they're so happy when they're there with him and they leave. And it was like one of the high points of the whole trip was meeting Jaya. Because he's somebody who just has a very simple life. He, yeah. There's no electricity there or anything. He just lives a very simple life. And he doesn't go anywhere. He's been in this cave for 20 years or so. And um, he just sort of embodies that word embodied again. He doesn't try to teach us anything. He just bees himself and shares himself with us. And people feel something from that. 
yeah. a transmission. In the, it's at the silence as well. There's more power in a silent moment, isn't there? And that's yeah, it's often. I, I don't know if you've you probably heard of Eckhart Tolle. He oh yeah. I, I, I truly believe he's an enlightened being on the planet because I don't think anything huh. can kind of affect him in a, a negative way, even though he's really mastered his ego in a sense. Mm-hmm. But I love, and I'm, I love to talk, if you've noticed. So I love talking. Mm-hmm. I love teaching. I love, I just love spreading light and, and love. And I remember watching Eckhart a couple of months ago and he just gets on the stage and he just, and he just sits oh, uh-huh. for about a minute. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because most people, I think Tony Robbins, for example, he'd be on and be like clapping his hands. Oh, yeah. and he'd, you know, he'd be like, come on, come on, everybody. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great for motivation. But what I want and what I desire is that. So I would definitely love to go to that cave because I would just sit there yeah. in awe of just the yeah. silent, just bit, is that well, just holding someone's hand like that in itself yeah. is beautiful. It's very sweet. He didn't used to do that. But the last few times I've been there, He's done that, and I, I I feel honored that he would hold my hand. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. Maybe it's kind so, of like a bit of a healing moment for you. I mean, I do, you've obviously yeah. heard of, you've heard of Reiki, so I'm a Reiki master, oh, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah, I love helping people heal. You know, I I do mm-hmm. find it phenomenal sending it distantly mm-hmm. as well. People don't understand you can send mm-hmm. healing distantly because again, oh, yeah. Dao energies everywhere. It's the oh, intention, yeah. and since lockdown, I had a lot of clients coming to me for for distant healing and Mm. I've actually stuck to distant healing because I find distant healing a lot more powerful than physical healing because Mm -hmm. that that person's in their own space they're in their own environment you know they feel comfortable uh, you know and it's Uh, I've uh, I've just found it a lot more you know powerful and especially with him touching your hand that in itself is just a healing touch yeah 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 well, you know, you mentioned finding me on Inside Timer and anybody who, of your listeners who are Inside Timer. I have some courses on there. So I have one called Qigong for Troubled Times and it teaches, they're just 10, 15 minute chapters and teaches some Qigong, some really simple Qigong things that you can do for yourself at this point because we all need healing always and especially right now it's a very stressful time on the planet yeah it is we've got climate change we've got covid you know we've got all kinds of political problems going on and some people get really affected by that and they get so afraid of the world and they don't have any tools and so qigong is a tool and meditation is a tool yoga is a tool so that you can feel more solid in your in yourself and feel more connected with Tao or, or what we could just call source yeah. with a capital S. So if you don't want to use a Chinese term for some people might find it weird or something, just use source. And we all want to connect to source because yeah. that's where we come from and that's where we go back. And, and the more disconnected you feel with source, the more tr- a troubled, troubled you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's, when, we, when I don't do my practices for a couple of days, I think, oh God, here we go. Like I start to feel it. And I think, but uh-huh. well, I, yeah. I do, I do feel now sometimes I don't need to do as much. And I, I, I find a walk in nature is my meditation as well. It's, you know, sometimes I just go without my phone, you know, and oh, it, yeah. it just, it's magical. It, and there's some, I mean, obviously I, I used to want to live near the, near the beach and I love, I love being near the ocean. I'm actually near the ocean now, near enough. So, mm. but now as I've got older, older, 30, <laughs> as, I've, yeah, yeah. as I've matured and I've become a bit wiser, yeah. 
I, I crave the quiet. I crave the, you know, going into nature. So I'm moving to New Zealand and my oh, partner, really? yeah, my partner's there at the moment. Oh. I haven't seen him since November last year. So that's oh. been quite tough. Oh. oh, yeah. Because of COVID. And obviously, He's- you know, New Zealand's, you know, very, um, Native gorgeous, and oh, gorgeous, yeah. Beautiful. I can't wait. Beautiful places, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's going to really sit well with me. It's going to, I think, from the, the way I see things, and I've said the Dow and the Aborigine people and the Maori people, you know, over that side yeah, of the yeah. world, I'm going to absolutely love the place. And so, yeah. I, I crave the quiet, you know, maybe like 30 minutes from the sea, but like up in the mountains or you know, where there's just grass, and all you can hear is the birds, all you can hear is. Mm-hmm nature you know because the beach can get crowded with people and i'm, I'm not saying sure. i don't like people i just I, I just want quiet a lot of the time mm-hmm. and i think that's quite a powerful place to be oh sure sure mm-hmm. even politically it's pretty pretty good there too the prime minister mm-hmm. the woman there i mean there's a lot of good stuff happening yeah there. she just needs to let families in now because we, we all yeah. miss each other i know <laughs> i know well no one of us travel you know and i haven't been to china and I'm looking forward to go. I'm looking forward to going to Taiwan next year. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. Taiwan is is different. Taiwan is not a police state like it is in China. Politically, it's much more open. And yeah, I, I think. Have, ta- uh, did I go to Taiwan? I think. I, no, no, I went to Shanghai. I did. Oh, yeah, that's. Oh, that's a big city. Yeah, God. I, I mean, I did yeah. Disney there, which was great. I did. I went to the Great oh. Wall, and we went to Xi'an. Yeah, Xi'an is beautiful. Xi'an. X I A N. Xi'an. 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 Yeah. X is spelled as a S H. Yeah. Xi'an. Oh, that's beautiful. That's where the terracotta warriors are, and all. We did the terracotta warriors, and I found I I felt a lot of energy there, a lot of energy, and we had this beautiful guide with us. She was so cute. Oh, good. And she took us round and obviously my dad has business affairs in China. So we have, obviously we have a lot of connections in China and he, he just sorted all of the experiences out. The only downside was I wanted more time on the great wall. You know, I just oh, uh-huh. stood on the great wall. I thought to myself, Oh my God, this is just the oldest thing I think I've stood on or like being around. Yeah. And then I thought, yeah. how did they, how did they build this? Like I just was, yeah. and then we got the toboggan down, you know, the front, the front ride uh, that, which oh, is really I cool. I never saw that. I've never seen that. I've been well, to the I, wall a few times, but I think I'd bad. like to I'd like to walk up and probably do a hike and maybe do some of the walk yeah. they do across it. It yeah. was kind of a rushed kind not a rush oh, trip, but it was oh, like a, oh. a half a day thing. So yeah, yeah. We got the uh we got the the thingy up, the uh, what's it called? The Oh yeah, the yeah, no, I can't think of it. The you know lift. what I mean? The lift kind thing of a up, lift up thing that goes up. The yeah. ski lift. And I, I don't like yeah. heights. And I remember just thinking, oh, oh my god. I oh, thought yeah. it'd be like an enclosed one, but it wasn't. Oh. It was like just a bar in front of you oh my god and then i remember my sister saying turn around look at the view and i'm like i can't i can't move (laughs) i remember just thinking oh it's just i've been on those well you know the terracotta warriors are even older than the wall because terracotta warriors go way 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 back and xian was the capital in china during this dynasty called the tang dynasty which is considered the one of the most open culturally art, artistic and beautiful periods of china's history it is fascinating it's, it's it's absolutely fantastic yeah, what there. they what how they built all those warriors yeah. from you know and then when you look at the faces you think god that was a real life man yeah there They're are living. thousands of them they've only unearthed a few hundred and actually when they found them they were all in pieces yeah they put a them lot back of people together don't know that they had mm-hmm. to put them together like a puzzle 
because the, the guy whose tomb that is was a terrible despot. And people, the pe- when he died and his dynasty fell, people hated him so much. They went into his tomb and smashed all this, this, the warriors, all the soldiers. That's why they were in pieces. Uh, yeah, because because it's yeah. Is it right that his tomb now is it's off grounds? They can't. It's, it's well. There's part of it they had never opened because there's supposed to be rivers of mercury and all. And apparently, there's uh, the woman told there. there could be booby traps in there, and I was like, oh, that's and, quite and that's quite cool. Lots of booby traps. So even modern archaeology, they never opened that tomb because mm. they were afraid people would. For one thing, if there's actually rivers of mercury, they'll just be poisoned immediately, and then there's all kinds of booby traps and everything. But China has a very long history. Oh yeah, you know, it's... longer history than most. I mean, I live in the United States of America, which is not a very long history at all. What we consider antique here is from like 1800s. You know, That's why my partner was, way. my partner's yeah. always loved England. You know, he's always been a big yeah. fan of the UK. We've got a lot of great history here, but he yeah. actually, he's got a real, he's got a past life in Mongolia. So he's got a really pull to oh. Mongolia. So there's a lot, oh, is it, no, no. I, can't, I can't remember the the general there or something. There's something to do with the general after asking later when I chat oh. to him. But oh. I think I think I was kind of there in that life with him, maybe. Oh, uh, you know, we've, well, we've the got Mongolian, a, go on. the Mongolian people ruled China. Yeah. At yeah. one point called the Yuan dynasty or the Mongolian mm-hmm. dynasty. They ruled. Well, they ruled almost everything and they mm-hmm. ruled part of Europe, all over Asia, China. They were, um, yeah, amazing people. And I have friends from a country called Tuva, which is north of Mongolia. And they're musicians. They do throat singing. Mm. So they taught me a little about how to do throat singing and stuff. And they oh, I, I know you do, you, you do music as well. I know it's not yeah, on your yeah. page. That's great. Yeah, I use a lot of big Tibetan bowls and flutes and nature sounds. I've, I've just bought myself yeah. a, tong, a, a tong drum. So I've been practicing oh, the yeah. tong drum. Oh, I love yeah. it. I love it. Oh, yeah. I have one of those too. Is it the one that you use mallets, the smaller one? Yeah, like it's kind of like, yeah, and it's yeah. got like cutouts yeah. and obviously, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. there's the yes. um the yes. kalimba. I've ordered a kalimba. I've got a kalimba yeah, yeah. as well, which is the, yeah. just just old, old, like kind of old. But I just have this real connection to music. I've always loved music, but now more so I'm more connected to like earthy music and the sounds that we can create from more of natural things. But yeah, yeah obviously, um how can people find you? I know you've got your book. Is there anything else you want to kind of share? Uh, yeah, I have a website. Yeah. A we- website is abodeau, uh, abode, like home, A-B-O-D-E, and then dao spelled T-A-O.com. Yeah. And I have lots of free uh, music and video and, and guided meditations and then the, and, and articles about Taoism because I used to publish a magazine for 25 years. I published the Taoist magazine, which, mm-hmm. which I sold a few years ago. And there's stuff about my classes and stuff on there. There's all kinds of stuff that people can check out. And, and I'm all, all over Insight Timer. Yeah, Insight Time is where I found you. I will put all those yeah. links on the show notes as well. Oh, but cool, cool. I don't want this conversation to end, to be honest. I could just sit and yeah. talk to you all day. But I know you've got <laughs> loads of things to be yes, doing. Yes, I do and... have another appointment at 2 o'clock I need to uh, go to. Yes, yes brilliant. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's been great talking to you. And I've, I, I'm sure we'll stay in touch. And I'd love my okay. partner yeah, to chat sure. to you at some point. And I'll, yeah. we'll, we'll do some more work with you in the future. And obviously, like, yeah, yeah. just I would probably class you as one of my teachers now. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. Thank you so much. And yes. yeah, I hope and let everyone's me know when you it. go when you go live when the podcast goes up. Let me know. Yes, I will. And yeah. uh, I hope everyone enjoyed listening. And yeah, chat soon. 
Okay. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>